Okay, hi again, and welcome back to Vondran Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondran here with you, licensed to practice law in California and Arizona. We are talking in this episode about defamation, defamation, and what it is and what you need to prove, the checklist. This is general legal information only, not legal advice. There may be some little nuances here and there you need to look into in your case. So this is general information, okay? If you need more information, first of all, you can go to digitaldefamation.com. That's digitaldefamation.com. That's will take you to our homepage. Okay, so you get lots of information there. I know this isn't enough for you. So anyway, let's get down to it. Defamation used to be called the tort of the rich and famous, the tort being a civil wrong. A tort is it's not like the Pop-Tart you eat. It's a civil wrong. It's a wrong that one person commits against another or one company against another. Defamation. So defamation can be can be an individual against another individual, can be a company against a company. Um, you know, company can, through its officers, can defame another company. So there's all kinds of different things. But in general, we have two different types of defamation, okay? There is libel and there is slander. Libel and slander. What's libel? Libel, I always remembered it from law school as label. Libel, label. A label is printed. It's in writing. It's written. So libel is label is written defamation, okay? Slander, somebody goes, ah, oh, you're being slanderous. You know, shut up. You're being, sl- you're slandering my name. And that's oral defamation. Oral defamation is slander. Written defamation is libel, okay? So there's a, a slight distinction on that, but it's important to know. Either way, when people say you're defaming me, what they're really saying is you're injuring my reputation, you're causing me damages, you're causing other people to, to ridicule and, and shun me, shy away, not do business with me, on and on and on. This is becoming a big, growing area of the law, and there is a trend to more and more of these disputes. Why? Because everybody's got a website now, everybody's a blogger, everybody gets their opinion, so to speak, okay? Everybody's saying things. People are trying to create a buzz with some unique social media story, trying to say something new and unique, and, you know, sometimes they have to cross the line to get controversial to to get anyone to click on their links. So, you know, people are just getting more aggressive. You see the media, uh, in the media with politics, everybody's aggressive, trying to come up with some crazy story that'll really one-up the other guy and sell their publications and, and so forth and so on. So defamation in the digital age, that's why we use the domain digitaldefamation.com, is growing. And, and so now we have to bear in mind that our country was founded. I'm not saying it's so much there anymore, but it was founded upon the principles of free speech, the freedom to say whatever you wanted to say, whatever's on your mind. Well, of course, now we have political correctness and you have to curb it down. You have to watch what you're saying. You have to be more careful. You still have free speech, in theory, under the Constitution, the First Amendment to the Constitution, but the real question is, is it really free? Is it going to cost you? Are there going to be serious consequences if you do open your mouth. So, you know, it's a different world we live in today than when I grew up as a kid. Um, When I was a kid, it was sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never hurt me. 
Nowadays, it's, oh, words are very offensive. They really hurt me. And now you have to pay me money damages because you said something. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about what the items are. This is just my general intro. You may agree or disagree. Um, But anyway, this is my general intro. This is the checklist. What in general do you need to prove to actually go to court, to actually file a lawsuit, and to actually try to recover damages for defamation? We get a lot of calls and people say, hey, you know, I got, he defamed me, she defamed me, they defamed me. Uh, You know, I got a big case. You know, will you take it on contingency? I got a big case. So, you know, this is sort of the checklist we go through to see, is there something to this? Is it, you know, nonsense? Let's go through the elements. One, false statement of fact, false statement of fact. Okay. So first you have to be able to prove the other person is is basically publishing or disseminating or uttering a false statement of fact. Now, that means if they have an opinion, they're saying, you know, I think Attorney Steve's the biggest loser in the world. I haven't heard that one, by the way. I'm just making these up. Um, Attorney Steve's the biggest loser in the world. Um, That's my opinion. Well, again, under the First Amendment, that would be protected as an opinion. Your First Amendment free speech rights, that's an opinion. Now, if Steve said, if somebody said, Attorney Steve has committed 10 cases of malpractice, documented, do not use him. That's a different story. Now, that could be, why? Because I can prove that's not true. Okay, so that's a false statement of fact, and I can prove it. Okay, so that's really what, what you're looking for, is the, is the verifiable false statement of fact. Remember, truth is a defense opinion is a defense to defamation cases, libel, or slander. So bear that in mind. That's the first critical prong. And when people call, I say, how are you going to prove that's false? And if they scratch their heads, I go, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You see what I mean? So if they say, well, no, they said this, and I have documentable evidence. Okay, let's go to the next prong. It's a false statement of fact. Of and concerning the plaintiff means it has to be something that the reasonable people would say, okay, that, that statement was about Attorney Steve. There's no question. I, I understand. Now, there's lots of Attorney Steve's. Maybe they met, meant somebody else. But if it's of and concerning Attorney Steve, you know you know, you have that element mess. False statement of fact of and concerning the plaintiff publicated to a third party. This is another important one, okay? Has to be publicated to a reasonable number of people. Maybe you get away with just one or two people. Um, Small groups are better, but it has to be publicated. What's that mean? That means if somebody walks up to me and says, Attorney Steve, you are the most foul, disgusting SOB, and you've you've been convicted of uh, crimes of moral turpitude, and you've had 10 malpractice cases against you. You are the worst attorney I've ever seen in my life. Um, that's being said just to me. If that's being said just to me, I probably don't have a case. Why? Because how can I be defamed if it was just me? I would go, <laughs> sure, buddy, sure, buddy, walk along, move along now. So, you know, so it has to be publicated to other parties who may overhear or within a reasonable distance of, you know, 10 people that could hear or at a cocktail party, everybody hears and stops and says, whoa, wow, I just heard Attorney Steve was committed, committed malpractice and had a crime of moral turpitude. Man, I'm not going to use him. So you have to have that 
publication or a publication in a magazine, something written in a magazine, something written online, that's libel, right? That's in print. That's like a label. So you have, you have that. Um, so you need to have that publication element. If somebody says, well, somebody sent me an email calling me a liar and a thief. Okay, well, that was just to you, right? I mean, that didn't go into anyone else. Well, well, he copied somebody else. Okay, now we're talking. Okay, well, he copied an entire discussion group aboard. There's 50 people. Okay, now we're talking. Now we're talking. So false statement of fact of and concerning the plaintiff published to a third party, one or more third parties, which causes injury damage to the plaintiff. Okay, don't skip skip over this. It's a big one. Has to cause injuries and damages to plaintiff. Okay, so you meaning as the plaintiff, you're going to have to prove beyond a preponderance of the evidence, preponderance of the evidence that you were wronged here, that you were caused damages, that your reputation has suffered, that your sales have suffered, that your business has suffered. You have to prove that causal link between what they did and what happened, okay? So you can't just assume, hey, this is mean and nasty, give me a million dollars. doesn't work that way, okay? So it's very important to look at the types of damages that you're going to be raising in your case. What do you have? Did you lose business? Can you prove it? Can you prove it? Um, remember, speculative evidence, circumstantial evidence, it's okay. You can try to help you get there, but you really want something concrete, an accountant who can come in and say, yes, I mean, I did all the books. After this statement was made, yeah, for the next six months, they lost a lot of business. And we can see it, we can document it, we can prove it, and those kinds of things. So that's your general overview, what we call a prima facie case, just a real basic prima facie case for defamation, libel, or slander. Now, there are some statements, there are some things that can be uttered that are what we call libel per se, and these are certain things that can be said from one party to another. And, you, you know, you may, you may have a defamation case without being able to, with, even if you can't prove the damage is what I'm trying to say. So there are certain things, and let's, let's go over those, okay? Um, in this here, and again, you can find this, California Civil Code Section 46, Section 46, write that down, Section 46. If, you, um, if your statement... If your statement charges any person with a crime, for example, Attorney Steve's a felon, that could be slander per se. Slander per se, meaning damages could be presumed. Why? That's serious. You're saying someone's committed with a crime and they're not? That's serious, okay? That could be construed as slander per se. No, no need to prove damages. Damage is presumed. Um, imputing to another person an infectious, contagious, or loathsome disease. I love this one from law school. Infectious, contagious, or loathsome disease, you know? In other words, you know, Joe has herpes. You know, it's not true. You know it's not true. And you're running around saying, he's have herpes or he has AIDS. He's, he's running around, um, you know, trying to infect people. He's a bad guy. Watch out. You know, those kinds of things. So that's number two, slander per se, per se. Per se just means, you know, it's it's per se. We got it. You know, you, you if that's what happened, this is in the per se categories. Um, tending directly to injure a person in his office, profession, trade, or business, either 
by imputing to him general disqualification in those respects which the office or other occupation particularly requires, or by imputing something with reference to his office, profession, trade, or business that has a natural tendency to lessen profit. So somebody's saying something, uh, I wouldn't use them as a property manager because I heard they stole trust funds from their client's trust account and lost their real estate license several years ago. You're like, whoa, that's like really attacking a person and the qualifications for their business. And that's slander per se. Say it with me, slander per se. Um, So that's category number three under California Civil Code section 46. Fourth one, finally, imputes to him a person impotence. Not importance, a very key distinction there. What a difference a letter makes. Impotence versus importance or want of chastity. So in other words, saying somebody, oh, that person's a whore. You know, that person's a slut, sleeps around with everybody. Worse, the worst person in the world. You couldn't, you don't, don't even spend two seconds with them. So those are the four categories of per se where you may have um, grounds. Your grounds would be better if you have that, if you have those things in writing, those kinds of things uttered. You have somebody that will vouch for you and testify that that's what was said. Slander, per se, that's a better better one to have, okay? A um, couple other things here, and we'll wrap this up. Uh, basically, you know, statements can be oral or written. It can be something on a website, podcast. can be something over the radio, which is sort of, you know, in between oral and written because there is sort of a documentable Thing. So just remember statements is kind of a broad thing. Remember fact versus opinion. Remember under the First Amendment, things like parody may be protected. So sometimes a company can be defamed and there's like, oh, somebody is really ripping us over the coals. But if they're doing it in the proper format for a parody, they may be protected. Now, we've done other blogs and, and uh, I guess we haven't done any videos. I'll probably do a video on parody. But if you're making fun of the person, if you're making fun of the person and creating something new in the process, you may be able to get away. So, so we'll go into that, another example. But let's just say if there's a defamation in a way that is trying to parody and as we say with parody, it's like shooting the king. You better be good. Um, so, but that's a whole other area. So things like that. Notice there are other defenses. Truth is a defense. Um, statute of limitations could be a f- defense, bringing that case in the right amount of time. Um, what else do we have here? Um, see, I get this one from time to time. A lawyer defamed me. A lawyer defamed me. Can a lawyer defame me? And I say, well, it depends. Maybe, maybe not. But if a lawyer is in the process of litigation, if you're, if it's, and that's sort of some gray area, are we contemplating a lawsuit? Are we in the lawsuit grounds? Because we have a right to fight for our clients. We have a right to throw some mud out there if that's what it takes to try to get some things done. And we have, we have more leeway for an attorney in the course of their job representing a client in contemplation of litigation. I have a video up on that. If you want to look, can a lawyer commit defamation? Vondren, you'll find my video, gives you a little more information. So that's basically a general overview. Consent is another one. If you consent to somebody making a statement, hey, go ahead and tell him him, uh, I'm the worst guy in the world. (laughs) See if he laughs or whatever. Okay, you're consenting to it. That's a defense. So there's other defenses, things to look at. Um, Again, digitaldefamation.com will get you to our website. If you have been defamed, if you feel you have a case, if you 
have if you have gone through these elements and you say, Attorney Steve, I've got it. I've got each and every element. I've got it documented. There's no way they wiggle out of this. Give us a call. We're happy to take a look at your case. You can find us on the web at digitaldefamation.com. You can call us also at 877-276-5084. So if you need help with online defamation, internet law, uh, state, federal lawsuits, that's our bread and butter. Give us a call. We're happy to help you. I hope this podcast has been helpful. Feel free to share this podcast on your social media networks. We thank you for your continued support. And thank you for listening to Vondran Legal Hour with Attorney Steve Vondran. We'll talk to you again. Take care now.